afternoon, my friends. Happy Wednesday, the doctor is in the house. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to be here. Welcome back to another episode of To Your Health with Dr. G. My name is Dr. Mark Gomez. I'm a board-certified internal medicine physician practicing at Edward Hospital in Naperville, Bolingbrook, Illinois. Hey, I'm so excited to welcome everybody back today. Oh my goodness, we got an all-star panel for you without a doubt. We've been talking all month about men's health, getting men to be uplifted, men to talk about health, to get engaged in their well-being. As I always say, when you're good with your health, when you have success with your health, you're more than likely to have success in your life. And that's the message. So today, I'm so excited to bring you my conclusion on my Men's Health Series. The show is titled today, Men's Health Series Part 4, Living Your Best Life. Love those words. And everybody's talking about living your best life. So we're going to talk about it today. Guys, we got to do it today. Listen, a month ago, we did the women's version of living your best life. And the ladies were just amazing. But today, it's still going to be amazing, without a doubt, with my fierce panel of experts. We're going to talk about what does it take, guys out there, to live your best life? What does that mean? I'm, and I'm excited to have everybody here today because there's no doubt that everybody on this panel is living their best life. Now, we may not have, have always been living our best life, but we're going to talk about some of the tools it takes for men, you guys, to realize your potential. Again, we want success from all comers. As a physician, it's so important to me that people have the resources to be successful in their daily lives. Remember, we have choice. I want guys out there to realize that, hey, I can make a difference, but I gotta look at myself first. And all we have to do every morning, we wake up, we're blessed to make that choice. So we're gonna talk about it today, and I can't wait to get really granular with you guys. I like the word granular. I wanna get in your minds, but I want this show to end, you know, this today, what we're talking about today, first of all, this cannot end today. This conversation has to keep going. But we need to keep, we need to talk about ways, how do we help each other out? But first things first, you get to love yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you love yourself, then the possibilities are endless. And surrounding yourself with people that uplift you at the same time too, those are part of the qualities of living your best life. Again, my name is Dr. Mark Gomez. You're listening here live on Facebook. You're watching as well too and listening on intellectualradio.com. Check me out on my website, www.drmarkgomez.com. You know my handles, guys. At to your help, DRG. And again, this show is all about building trust and delivering truth. So let me read you a quick disclaimer before we introduce our guests. Here we go. The content of To Your Health with Dr. G is for informational and entertainment purposes only and that the content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice diagnosis and or treatment. Further details can be found at www.toyourhealthwithdrg.com slash disclaimer. Alright guys, I've been waiting for this show for a while and each panel, each panelist that you guys are going to meet, there's a reason why they wake up in the morning. They're going to tell their stories. And some of you guys saw that teaser that me and my good friend Joe LaGilia did a couple days ago on, on Facebook. Nice peace sign, by the way. I love it. Peace. Peace, baby. Uh, <laughs> those of us that are listening, they can't see you do the peace sign. They're just gonna take our words that we're doing a peace sign and everything. Yes, right. And we're having a good time today. But again, we're talking about trying to, try to inspire each other because it really does take a village when it talks about coming to being healthy and being successful with our lives and living that best life. So without further ado, I want to introduce my panel. Immediately to my right, because he's sitting in the hot seat. That's what happens when you sit next to me, but I love it. Um, I want to introduce you to my good friend, Timmer Halligan. I'm going to read his credentials in a second. I just want to tell you how I knew Timmer. Timmer and I became friends last year, and we met at a networking group called Above and Beyond Networkers. Give him a little shout-out right now. <laughs> and, uh, and we meet every Wednesday morning in downtown Plainfield. And, and it's, it was, it's, it's been a pleasure to meet you, to know you, to consider you my friend. And, and Timmers is kind of the de facto leader of our group, but, but, but the group is very inclusive. And that's the one thing I like about Timmer. We're all about sharing ideas and helping out each other to be successful in our businesses, but also successful in our lives. And the camaraderie is real. So I, I appreciate you, and I thank you for coming on the show. And I, again, when I knew I wanted to do the show, I had to have you on, without a doubt. So let me read his, his credentials. Timmer Halligan, he's CEO at Halligan Enterprises. He's also owner at Legal Shield. Timmer. Welcome to the show, my friend. Well, thanks so much. It's you know what I what I love about uh, you know getting to know people through networking and, and just really finding people with co- common cores and values 
is just what we're doing right now. I mean, hanging out with good friends uh, that can build a good business relationship, can consistently try to improve and push each other to greater things. So I'm happy to be here, man. Thank you. Oh my gosh, no, they, they go. I can't wait again. I'm gonna get inside your brain a little bit today <laughs> because why not? But no, I mean, I mean, Timur has just so much wisdom, and, and his words are truly inspirational. If you've never seen him talk, I mean, it is unbelievable. And so thank you. I can't wait to talk with you more about some of the topics today. My next guest, you guys saw him a couple days ago. We did a little teaser. That's right. I know we got to just had to try to get that message out early. So I want to give a quick shout out. First of all, to my wife for helping edit that video. Yeah, that's that's I'm living my best life. Yeah, yeah, my life is super important and everything. Go back and watch that video because I talked about some of the things that have inspired me. And my next guest, Joe Legilli, talked about some things that have inspired him and keep him going every day. But I want to introduce my dear friend, Joe Legilia. I want to just do a quick reintroduction of you. Um, Joe and I met also last year. You guys found out a little bit more about him on the teaser video on my website and on my Facebook page. But Joe is just a man. He's like a jack of all trades. Uh, and Joe, I think he knows everybody on planet Earth. That is that is that is real. Uh, Timmer knows everybody too. They both know everybody on planet Earth. Uh, but networking. It's, and so, uh, Joe, I consider you a, a good friend of mine. It's been a pleasure to collaborate with you, and I look forward to future collaboration. Let me read your credentials, because again, as I said the other day in my video, his credentials are deep. All right, Joe Legilia. He's a senior mortgage loan originator at Oakleaf Community Mortgage. He's founder and owner at MortgageMessage.com. He's co-founder of Social Vid Network. Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. G. And I just want to say uh, thank you for welcoming me into your home uh, over the weekend. You, your wife Tiffany, the kids. Uh, it's always such a, a warm welcome being over there and uh, just real excited for the show. Hey, thank you again for coming. I can't wait to, to pick your brain. I'm picking everybody's brain today. But it's going to be great. But we're talking about, again, how do we continue for men out there? You know, men that you need that need that, just those words. And you know what's so, so interesting? You know, sometimes it's just one word or one perspective that's different. All of a sudden, something goes off in your brain and you say, oh my goodness, I got it. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. My last guest, he and I go way back. Um, we, 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 we met actually volunteering. And we're talking about community. And that's one of the essence, that's one of the key things that I talk about on this show. Again, it takes a village. And I really do believe that we have a social responsibility to help right. each other out and help lift each other up um, and also to support each other in our efforts. And so he and I met uh, through our volunteer work through the NAACP DuPage County a number of years ago. And then our friendship has just been, been just blossoming ever since. We've also recently connected uh, on the board mm -hmm. of, a, of a, a health center clinic called Open Door Health Center of Illinois. And uh, so, I mean, it's just been great working with you to work in the community and now having you here on my show. So I want to introduce Aaron Leviston, National Account Manager, Ring Central. He's also the board president, Open Door Health Center of Illinois. Aaron, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to rocking and rolling. But I do have to say... Where was my invite to the house this weekend? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> see, what had happened was... Yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right He'll there. get to you. He'll get to you. They need to over smooth that over. Yeah, make I, rounds, though. I, I, I still heart you, so it's all good. <laughs> Excellent. Well, now you're at the panel, and so here's how the show works. You know me. What I do is we talk about what's called the chief complaint. We'll go through some questions. Uh, kind of like in a medical interview, when I when I see patients in my practice, we'll, we'll talk about different topics. Then we'll get into the assessment and plan, but before we get into that, obviously, we'll be talking about the my my coveted and loved myths versus facts section. But again, what I want to do is I want to make this a very simple conversation. We're just talking, and you guys are just listening, and I hope that things that happen today are going to be something that's going to just plant that seed, plant that seed for change. Again, you know, as a physician, it's important to have a community. Yes, I talk a lot of medical stuff, but I'm a human being just like everybody else. You know, I have a support system that helps me out, that uplifts me, that, that hears things that bounce off my mind. They can, they, my, my community, my support network helps me stay, stay happy, helps me stay grounded, humble, but also keeps me wanting to do more. And I think that's what, it, that, I think that, that inspiration, when I see others like you gentlemen doing amazing things, it makes me want to push myself even more that's right. because that success is contagious. So here's the question of the hour, the chief complaint, a.k.a. the question of the hour, situation of the hour. What does living your best life look like for men today? So I'm going to ask my good friend Timur Halligan the first question. Again, love it. Sitting in the hot seat, baby. <laughs> Excellent. So again, we're just going to talk. But, uh, but again, the words, 
the stories, the inspiration. That's what I want you guys to take home today. And again, this conversation is not going to end today. We're going to keep this conversation going. Hey, everybody out there, hashtag living my best life. It's going to be a great way to keep this conversation going. So here we go. So, Timur, why don't you tell me this? Presumably, you know, again, we, as I mentioned in the beginning, presumably not everyone was always living their best life. Mm -hmm. So what was your catalyst? But let me actually ask you a pre-question to that. What does living your best life look like to you? Yeah, I was thinking about that uh, today, and, and, you know, and I think for everybody, it's figuring out what it is that you really want. I mean, I don't think we take enough time to figure out what it is that we want. We put so much focus into uh, how much money am I making and you know, things of that nature versus what is it that makes my life balanced and mm -hmm. makes my life better. So for, for me, it, it's about what do I want? I, I want family time. You know, I, I went through the corporate rat race, you know, working a whole bunch, making a lot of money, and missing three quarters of my kid's life. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm in that second half of my life where I've been owning my own business, doing my own thing, and being able to control that. And I've learned that, you know, my time is, time is my greatest asset. And, and my family, when they need me, is another one of the greatest assets that I can give. So for me, it's about uh, being there when they need me to be there, you know, giving me the flexibility and the freedom to do the things that I want to do, um, and, 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 and own my time. I mean, that's, that's uh, it's, it's so limited. And so for me, that's what it is. And that's, that's my ideal life. Everybody else's is different on what it is they're looking to uh, get accomplished. But I think you got to figure out first what it is that, that you want to have, and are you in the right vehicle to get there? You know, one of the things you mentioned is about time, and one, that's one of the things that, that a lot of us we take for granted. We know the reality is when our alarm clock goes off in the morning, you know, we, we're on the move a lot. You know, whether you got to get out the house, go to your job, help the kids get ready for school, or whatnot, we don't have that time. And sometimes we'd like to sit to the last minute possible uh, to maximize that amount of time because we're so busy doing a lot of things. But one of the things that I've always taken from you, and, and when I first met you a year ago, you talked about, you know, you, you will take some personal time for yourself in the morning and read. And that's that time. That is your time and nobody else's time. Talk about a little bit about just the, that, that importance of trying to just find that time to carve out those few moments that really would then help set the tone for your day. Absolutely. I mean, you know, as a coach to, to world-class athletes, I know that routines are the most important thing that you do. And so you wake up each and every morning and you say, hey, listen, I'm going to get up first thing in the morning. I'm going to write down five or six things that I'm grateful for. Five or six things that I'm grateful for. Listen, you woke up and you, you were in a bed. You had covers. You had a pillow. I mean, things that, you know, millions of people wish they had our problems. Right. And, and so you've got this opportunity to get up in the morning, write down five or six things that you're grateful for. And then read a 10 pages of a good book. I mean, just take 10 pages. We all have 10 to 15 minutes. We just got to get up earlier. Because if you read 10 pages of a good book each and every day, at the end of the year, you've got yourself 3,650 mm -hmm. pages. You know, you've read 10 to 15 good books, and, and you're better. And then you can go ahead and plan your day and, and go out and conquer it. But we, like you said, we get out of bed and we fall into our day. Right. Then we do starting our day. Right. Joe, let me ask you this question. How would a guy, again, knowing that we know that this is the reality for a lot of guys, what can a guy do right now to start his day like that? I mean, are there some concrete things that a guy could do, whether it's starting the day or trying to find some time during their day to just take that time for themselves? Because that's a reality. A lot of us as men, we're so busy uh, doing a lot of things, and we, it seems like you can't even find that few moments. But, but the, the time's there. We all get the same 24 hours, without a doubt. What's your approach to that? Yeah, waking up in the morning for me, uh, the way that I personally start my day is just giving thanks to our Creator. And, uh, you know, wh whether it's a faith-based relationship for anybody listening, but I think really it puts perspective for me on uh, the day I'm about to lead. And uh, as Timmer said, you know, taking that second to really put perspective on your day and, and walk into it with a purpose. Um, you know, for me, Timmer shared a little bit of his background leaving the recession, uh, which for me was a foundational moment. Yeah. Uh, to be able to define uh, and really understand what this whole life is all about. And so from that day forward, I realized that everything that uh, the, the needs and the wants, my perspective changed. And so for me, starting a family, meeting my amazing wife, having two kids, um, it, it's hard for me based off of that recession experience to not be grateful, as Timmer said, every day in my life. And I think gratitude is the currency yeah. first thing in the morning. Aaron, why don't you tell me this? What does living your best life mean to you when you hear that phrase? 
getting back to basics, right? It's really simple. Just making sure that I understand why I'm here, figuring out my why and activating on that why. I think a lot of folks typically just, to, to Timmer's point, they just fall into life. They're not purposeful in what they're doing, but being intentional and understanding that your life, and you only got one of them, make sure that you're living your best life. Whatever that definition of best life is, for me personally, it's that time with the family. It's that flexibility. It's, being having, it's having that control of what my time is and being intentional. And then the second thing for me is being able to pour into others, right? Being able to invest in other people. Because obviously, all of us, I know where we live, I know what we do, we're okay in life. Everybody doesn't have that opportunity. But being able to pour into those individuals, invest in them, and show them that, hey, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Where we are ain't where we started, and you can get there too. Mm. So, you know, one of the things that I was talking about is, one of the things I'm talking about on the show is really about having equity um, and accessibility. Right. And and I do believe that, again, when you are meeting and doing forums like this, mm -hmm. you know, you're able to pass on that wisdom. And, and because you want to you want to see somebody, you want to treat them compassionate. Somebody may be having some challenges, but you want to be kind and compassionate and helping them out. And that's just, you know, as humans, we feel, and we, and we innately, I believe that most of us innately care about each other. That's right. And when you have systems like this, it's a great way to talk about that caring aspect and allowing to pay it forward. So let me ask you this question, Tim, we'll come back at you. I just said the word pay, the, the phrase paying it forward. <laughs> what does that mean to you? Wow, you know, that, that, that's such a great thing. When you really think about what paying it forward is all about, it, it's, uh, it's about instilling some of the knowledge that, that you have uh, and pouring it into to somebody else. Many, many times, like in my life, it's, it's pouring it into them for free because, you know what, if I've learned from something, you know, one thing I'm really, really big into is mentoring folks. I mean, we all need mentors. And so, I mean, it doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter if you're in sports. It doesn't matter if you're in business. You need somebody that you can call coach or somebody you can call mentor. And, and that's paying it forward. And that, that's where all the coaches come from. Somebody impacted them. Somebody gave them some information that, you know, allowed them to then take it and move it to that next level. And we can all do that. I mean, it's, you know, you ever just sit down when you go to a Starbucks or something? Doesn't it feel cool to just pay for the person behind you yeah, stuff? Right. Oh, absolutely. Right. I mean, it, it really, really does. I mean, and when you, you know, everything you do during the day, I mean, you open a door for somebody. Guess what? You've, you've showed them it's powerful to yeah. open a door for somebody else. And, and now all of a sudden we're creating this generation of good people simply by one or two kind pay-it-forward acts. So I, that's what it kind of means to me. And I like, and just pick back off that, I like how when you do one of those things, again, we're not, we're not you know, paying it forward to me, I think about, you know, you're just doing a kind act mm -hmm. and you're not asking for anything in return, but that act fulfills you right. so much. And it may actually fulfill you more of doing that kind gesture than the person you've done it, done it for, but but I've been on the receiving end of paying it for it, and I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> they must have knew I was running late to right. work. I was right. trying to, you know, I was trying to like wrestle with my kids to get out the house and everything, but just to take a moment, and in that moment, you're being mindful. That yeah. mindfulness and say, you know what? This is about connectedness. This is about the human connectivity, and again, allowing us to continue to do kind acts for each other. And I, I think it's just so much power and that positivity. You said, Joe, a second ago, positive mental attitude. Yeah. Uh, and, and I would say gratitude on the back end of that, positive yeah. mental attitude and gratitude. That's two things that I say as a dad, as a busy dad. I tell to my kids every morning, I say, positive, remember this, before you're off to school, two things, positive mental attitude and gratitude. And I really stress the gratitude. Thankful that we're here. I think that we have another opportunity. Let me ask you this question, Joe. Mm -hmm. Do you have more good days than bad days? <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know, you ask some of my coworkers at times when maybe an appraisal comes in low, they're going to tell you that I have bad days. But uh, the reality is, is, is you know, I, I kind of default back to just it's, it's really hard to have a bad day knowing how, how blessed and, and, and uh, as Aaron said, you know, a life of abundance that we're really all living. And so, uh, but to that point... Um, I think even Michael Jordan had bad days, and I think that at times you fall into uh, a situation where your mindset needs to be checked, and I think this piggybacks off the conversation we just had at surrounding yourself with people that are the mentors in your life that are going to make sure that they're there to pick you up, get you back on track, uh, and I'm sitting at a table with those gentlemen right now, and, and I feel as though everybody's going to have bad days, right. but I think the goal is to train yourself to get as, as quickly as possible back to square um, because there is so much good. I mean, if your eyes are, if the le right lens is going on, you see so much good in every single day. So let me, let me ask Aaron this question. Is there, is there a, say a guy is having more bad days than good days, mm -hmm. 
Are there any warning signs? You know, you know, you know. I always talk about to my patients from a medical perspective. I want you to be in tune with yourself. That's right. You have to run like self diagnostics, just like how your <laughs> computer does. When you cut on your computer, make sure there's no virus. Or if you cut on your car, maybe you know, not if your car is like from 1950. There's not really computers in that. <laughs> right. But but cars can run. You know, technology can run self diagnostics. I always say, kind of kind of sit there and check yourself. How am I doing? Uh, and that might be a sign, but what are some signs that you think, like if a, if a guy might be a more bad, when does that guy know that, hey, I need to actually try to, uh, I need to, first of all, come to grips that I'm having some bad times, bad challenges, but what can I do at that point? Yeah, so I can say from my perspective, I've got my beautiful wife who actually keeps me in check, right? I know I am the type of person that I will run full forward, run into a brick wall, keep running, I won't know I'm hurt. She's the one who's kind of going to pull me back, right? So I say that to say this, having that circle, that circle of friends, those folks that you can be completely yourself, be open, be honest, be transparent, those folks are typically a great barometer for you. And many times it's as simple as letting them know, like, look, I feel down. Everything's not okay. And being open enough to say, I'm having some trouble. That's you good. good with it. That's real good. Right? And it's just that simple a lot of times. Excellent. I mean, we have to, we have to do that. But the great thing you said, you have a partner in crime. You have right. your, your wife to really help out. And I think we all have, as Timber mentioned a few moments ago, we all have that person in our lives that's been there for us, that's inspired us, uh, that, that's, that's educated us. You know, a lot of us, just being guys, you know, a lot of us can probably say, hey, our dads. You know, mm -hmm. you know. Right. At some point, we learned. I know my dad is one of my biggest influencers ever, uh, and, and just taught me what I need to be as as a man, as a mm -hmm. parent, as a husband. Uh, you know, I've learned a lot through my dad. And what's up, dad? Quick shout out, by the way, <laughs> if you're listening. Uh, but 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 we all have had those people that have helped shape you and guide you. But not everybody has that person. Right. And so let me ask this question. We'll come at Joe, Joe with this question. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one can argue that living your best life is living a healthier life. Mm. You know, I, I guess this is a medical show, but I still want to get your guys' perspectives on, perspectives on things. What is, like, why is health so important? Why is it important to stay healthy when we're talking about living your best life? Yeah, I think that, you know, the, the holistic approach to this whole conversation is, is that all things equal all things. And I mm -hmm. think, Dr. G, having followed all 42 episodes of this awesome show, I think that you really stick to... The, the general overview of, you know, if you are feeding all parts of this thing, uh, you're going to win in all areas. And I think for me, waking up and, and uh, doing the right thing, you know, I, I just started at the beginning of the year, like probably most of us, and I'm actually still hanging on, nice. uh, doing some morning workouts with some personal trainers. And, and I just, the days that I do that, it is undeniable that I am walking with a little bit more pep in my step, mm -hmm. a little bit more clarity in my mind feeling a little more confident and so I just think you know you got to listen to your body but at the end of the day uh, you know the, the facts are out that if you are trying to keep the physical healthy uh, the mental follows along and vice versa. Yeah. Right. You're talking about the power of the neurochemistry that happens when you do that. I want to ask this question to, to Timber because Timber you were, you were a former professional tennis player so health had to be there for you how do, you, how do you take what you've learned from being a, a, a former player at, a, at an elite level and apply that to your day-to-day? -day? Well, you know, I think the, um, you know, the most important thing to, to be good in anything is, is your discipline. I mean, if you, if you want to be, in fact, I was talking to a young man today who's a, a college wrestler. I said, here's the most beautiful thing that we have. We all have the ability. We're all capable of being the best versions of ourselves. That's right. We're capable of spending the extra time uh, after you finish up a practice to uh, you know stretch a little bit more. We're all we're all capable of getting there a little bit early in the morning and being able to stretch before we jump on the field. You know we're all capable of preparing our day for our work the night before, so the next morning we can start things out efficiently and effectively. And, and really, that's that's what it's all about. And the the most difficult thing is it's hard. <laughs> well, you're absolutely true. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's like it's, but it is hard. You're just telling the truth. Nothing yeah. comes easy in life. You know, we have to think. We we get thrown our lumps. We get thrown our licks. But you know, I always say, you know, we, uh, we human nature is that we rise to the occasion. There's this there's this innate resiliency in most of us. And I think for men, I think using the words like courage mm -hmm. and strength and love. You know, yes, those may not be as macho, macho words as like strength, but courage and love, those, those are just words that, that really describe us as being men. You know, the great thing about this panel, everybody that's listening, you know, this panel, yes, 
we're a bunch of different professionals from different backgrounds, but we're all fathers, mm -hmm. you know, we're all husbands, mm -hmm. you know, but we're just fellow human beings, and we're men, uh, and our, yes, our, our experiences are unique, but there's so many more things that bond us than things that maybe divide us, and I think it's super powerful for guys out there to know, hey, you know, you know, and, and I don't want to sound like a cliche where it's like, if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah, that's very cliche. Right. But, but, but again, look for those people that are out there. Look for those networks. Find something that's, that you're passionate about and then apply it. Find those people that are in it. And we talk about this at our networking group, Tim, you talk about it all the time, where, you know, find a passion, find somebody that's in what you want to do and go after it. And, and sometimes, Tim, let me ask you this question. Sometimes we have to put ourselves out there as guys. Sometimes guys don't like being vulnerable. But wouldn't you say that you have to have some sort of vulnerability to, to deal with potential risk? Because we like comfort and we like control, but you have to be vulnerable. Yeah, you know, it, it, you know, we always say, I remember somebody my dad taught me when I was younger. He said, listen, don't be one of those guys that's not afraid to stop and ask for directions because you'll get lost a lot in life. <laughs> because that was always the thing. Right. You know, I can get there. I can get there. I remember a buddy of mine driving around Northwestern Stadium trying to find a football game for three hours. He wouldn't stop and ask. <laughs> and so being vulnerable, and I love what you had said earlier, Aaron, and I was talking about this literally with a friend of mine before we walked in the door today. I was like, it's so nice to be able to say to people, hey, listen, I'm struggling right now. Mm. Or things aren't going well. Hey, would you like to meet me for a beer? Man, I can't right now because right. times are tough. Mm. He's like, man, come along. Yeah. And, and see, when we can start to break that down more, it, it's not a sign of weakness. To me, that's the ultimate sign of strength. Yes. Right. You know, there's a difference between asking for help and being a beggar. Right. They're different. And so I think that's, that's one thing as men we just got to do more of. Excellent. Aaron, let me answer this question. Do you wake up typically feeling optimistic? 100%. Amen. I do. What about you, Joe? You wake up feeling optimistic? You know, I really do, and and I, I know I, it's hard to to say that with a straight face, only because, <laughs> you know, the reality is is that I wasn't always that person, and so I laugh thinking of the person I used to be, not seeing the world for what it is. But today, hundred percent. What about you, Tim? You wake up feeling optimistic every morning. It's not even a it's not even a hesitation. Man. I look so forward to just getting up and just going out and blessing somebody with something each and every day. All good. I wake up being optimistic every day. I'm just so grateful to have have my family as my rock. And, and I kind of told people, I feel like I'm like I'm like I'm like that guy Neo from the movie The Matrix. I'm like I'm like realize that I am the one. But I want everybody to realize that they're the ones. Like you wake up and you're like, oh my goodness, you know this is what's going on. Uh, but 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 I, we've had blessings. But but it, it's we've always had somebody that's come along with us, that's helped us, support us, and everything. And certainly my wife. I gotta give a shout out, and I know all, everybody probably needs to give a shout out to their wives right now. Yeah. Uh, right. Go ahead, and give a shout out. Love to your you, wives. Candace. Hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we're all gonna be like sleeping in the same like uh, at like a motel or something later yeah. on tonight. Yeah, but, 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 but here's the thing, and, and, and you bring up another key point amongst men is that you know it's great to be out there and embrace the fact that you've got a beautiful woman at home and talk about it. You know, we come from this day and age where we're yeah. like, oh, yeah, look at her. No, I don't want to look at her. I've got mine. Yeah. Yes. You know, mine's amazing. It's okay to say to somebody, you know what, I have everything that I need That's right. at home. And again, that goes back to what you said, the vulnerability. Just, just be proud of what you've got yeah. and who you're with and just own it. So speaking of pride, and yes, we, we exude pride. You know, it's interesting because I think about this as I was coming up with this idea of the show. And I got a question for you, and it's really more like, you know, we know that being confident helps us fulfill our dreams and attain our goals. But let's talk a little extremes, because why not? Let's talk a little extremes. Being arrogant, I would argue, is <laughs> is can blind you to areas for personal growth, mm -hmm. while having low self-esteem can certainly adversely hold you back from being the best man that you can be. What's your thoughts, Aaron, when you hear about that? The balancing, you know, sometimes people are too confident, they're arrogant, and that can detract from them, but also having some low self-esteem can also detract you from living your best life as well. Certainly. I can say from my perspective, own personal experiences, low self-esteem typically equates arrogance, mm -hmm. right? Because you're overcompensating. You're trying to hide something. Mm -hmm. and, and again, getting back to basics, having that circle of friends who can say, hey, I saw you when you were not who you are today. I know who you are and who you should be. Remember that. Having that person in your life that's going to um, remind you of who you are, right? That's always super important. And, and again, special shout out to Alicia. I love you, babe. Uh, she keeps me grounded. She helps me. She reminds me of who I am, right? And I think a lot of folks tend to forget that. But that's, again, getting back to the arrogance versus uh, low self-esteem. 
it's typically driven beyond that. That's the that's the reason. That's what drives it, right? I know for me, when I thought I was, you know, hot stuff and cooking, it's because I was really trying to hide something, right? It's typically what it is. Joe, what's your thoughts on that? Question? Yeah, no, my mind's racing because Aaron kind of hit it on the head. You know, uh, you know, all of us at this panel right now, we're out there and we're, yeah. we're you know, we're, we're transparent. Uh, a lot of social media activity, us putting a lot of stuff out there, and we leave ourselves open. And at the end of the day, sometimes. We do kind of puff ourselves up a little bit. It's just human nature. And just as Aaron said, I, I got to give a shout out to my wife, Candace, because I will tell you this. I, if I post something and I think it's the most dynamic video, I'm looking for one like and it's hers. And she rarely gives it to me only because she knows I'm looking for it. And it's a driving factor for me. And I, and I say that with all the love in the world because she comes home and she's like, yeah, honey, I saw it. It was good. Yeah. But uh, but she keeps me grounded. And it's, and it's such a, as Aaron said, just to have that kind of yin and the yang, so to speak speak uh and, and and you know i've always heard it said cocky or confidence and i just think it's a nice healthy balance um uh, because you gotta you, you gotta push that needle right but you you gotta stay away as aaron said from just that what you just said the low self-esteem um is really kind of the mask of of the cockiness so Timur, you were saying earlier that you know you were in one career pathway um with success but someone implying that you weren't necessarily fulfilled now mm. you're on this pathway where you start to work for yourself and you have more fulfillment how did you kind of get to that point where you just realized, you know, when I say two-part question, how did you get to that point where you realized, hey, I can't go down this path anymore? And then on the flip side, second question, because I'm going to give you two questions. If somebody's in their career right now and they know that they're not being fulfilled and they may want to leave that career pathway, how do they take that leap of faith? Mm -hmm. So, um... First question again was, is how do you... Uh, how did you know that like you weren't being fulfilled oh, necessarily? And you know, I, I don't know if it wasn't that, you know, I, I didn't know if I wasn't being fulfilled. I loved what I did. You know, I mean, I, I was working in tennis, I played tennis, I was running the world's largest club. You know, I, I just realized that, you know, that two-hour drive downtown Chicago one way, <laughs> sometimes six hours one day when we had this horrendous storm on a Wednesday afternoon, mm. you know, many years ago. I'm like, man, I do I got to do this my whole life. And then, and then I started going through a couple times where they were like, hey, listen, we'll give you a raise. And it was like 2.7% and things like that. And you just start to do the math and you say, is that what I want for my whole life? And what's my time right. worth? Right. And, and, and we don't ask ourselves that question enough. Mm. You know, what's our time worth? I ask kids all the time because I, you know, I still coach tennis over in the playing field and, and work with a lot of great kids. And it's amazing how much kids devalue their time. They don't understand right. what time is worth. And so I just got to that place where I'm like, I can do some more. And, 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 and then what do people do in that situation? For me, it was I just started a part-time on-the-side business. I mean, a lot of people have passion. You know, Joe, I mean, Joe loves video. I mean, that's what he does. You know, he, he knows his bread and butter is he's the number one mortgage guy in Will County. But guess what? He loves video. And so then now we started doing some stuff on the side. I, I tell people, you know, find something you're passionate about. Find something that you, 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 you can bring value to people with. Mm -hmm. And uh, just start doing it, just a little bit. You know, just work full time on your job, work full part time on your future and your legacy, and that should be powerful enough for people to want to move. Excellent. So, you know, for me, and I can share my own personal journey. When my wife and I were talking about trying to launch Two Year Old with Doctor G. I could have gone down this pathway of just being a physician and seeing my patients and everything. Right. But my wife and I always knew, and I always communicated with her that. I want to do something else. I want to reach more people. The conversations that I have with my patients, I felt like I could bring that on a broader level. And I actually thought, for me, I thought, it's, it may be selfish of me to only hold what I have uh, just for my patients and my clinical practice from, from detracting me from sharing some, some knowledge and using my network of experts to help create a better message to the masses. And so for us, yeah, we had to, I had to take that leap of faith and I told my wife, I said, hey, we're going to take this leap of faith, and we're going to just do this, and, you know, the rest is history. And, and, but we had to take that leap of faith together. Joe, let me ask you this. What, you know, taking a leap of faith is not easy. You know, it's risky because I feel like sometimes the universe wants to keep you in check. Maybe it's like, uh, I remember that, 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 that one book, uh, um, and you know, we can't say any profanities on radio, so I can't say the whole title of it, but, 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 but it's, 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 it's something to the point that I think it's like, how do you know you're a bad blank? Yeah. Uh, or, or, yeah, something like that. And I'm yeah. paraphrasing. I can't. I'm missing the title. Yeah. But there's a section in that book where where the author talks about how everything in the world is kind of going against you. You might want to take that leap, and then all of a sudden, like your your tire, you get a flat tire. Or you want to take yeah. out that leap, and then something happens, and it's like, okay, well, maybe I'm not going to come out of my shadow 
and I'm just going to stay in my square that I'm in. But Joe, talk about that. You know, sometimes you have to take that. You can't be afraid to 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 fail. A lot of guys don't want to fail. But I think everybody at this table could say there's been moments in our lives where we failed. Mm-hmm. And I raised my I raised my right hand as a true. You too. Uh, you raised both hands. So talk about taking that leap of faith. Yeah, you know, I, I a lot of us business owners here, business owners that are listening right now, I've been a hundred percent commissioned since I was eighteen years old, mm. and I've made my own per hour the whole way, and I got a lot of mentors to be blessed for that, and I didn't always uh, embrace that, and as uh, about to turn forty this year, I'm realizing the type of uh, emotional um, intellect that I have, knowing that at the start of every single month, um, the baseline is going to be due to me getting up and getting out of bed, mm-hmm. and I share that to say that. I think everyone in one way, shape, or form has taken a leap of faith one way or the other. And to me, um, my leap of faith has always been being able to rest on my talents, my laurels, and, and my hard work and effort. And I, and I just, you know, to me, it's, it's, it comes down to each and every single one of us just believing in ourselves and not judging ourselves mm-hmm. and allowing us to fail faster. Yeah, You know, the discoveries we've made, Dr. G, again, I just go back to watching this show from the start to now and seeing those episodes in the beginning and where you are today. You know, so many people miss that first step. I know Timmer's story, getting to learn errands, failing faster is, mm. the, is the new mantra. Yeah. You're not, I mean, your knowledge curve is like, it yeah. just goes. Uh, but you have to be willing to do that. And it's so funny because I can look back at the, I can admit, I can look back to some of the first episodes that we did. And yes, I was a nervous wreck. But that's all right, and I still have some nerves. There's no doubt because I care, and, and when you care, it's okay to have those kind of emotions. But but as you keep doing something more, and you say, you know, I'm more and more comfortable, more and more confident in what I do. Uh, but it's really the comfort level, and I think when you do that, you, the the possibilities are endless. Aaron, give us a comment about leap of faith for men out there to live their best yeah, lives. Yeah. So love what Joe said about failure. But let me expound on that. You're going to fail. Mm-hmm. You're gonna no. fall on your face. You're gonna skin your knee. It's gonna hurt. But you're going to come back from it. That's how we all learn to ride our bikes, right? It fell off, hit our curb, maybe lost a couple teeth. I don't well, know I didn't you. lose any teeth on that one. Just some scrapes. But you know, okay. it gets bad. It gets ugly. It's going to hurt. But that's okay. It's a learning lesson. You get up and you fight again. You continue to fight, right? So learn. I actually enjoy failing now. It's weird. I know. But I just love pushing myself out there and actually hurting myself. Stretching the limits of what I can do. Because I know if I survived it, I'm going to do better next time. Right. Going from a point A to point B in life is not necessarily a straight line. And I don't think any of us can sit no. here and say we have a straight line to get where we're at. No, Mine was all sorts of loop-de-loops yeah, all the way exactly. to get to point B. Uh, so there's no doubt. Let me ask Tim this question. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a statement on this one. But here's, a, here's, a, here's my statement, and I'll follow up with the question. We go through life, we have experiences, both good and bad. And hopefully we learn from them. What is the problem with hanging on to the past especially if someone's previous situation was negative or painful? Mm. Um, or how does that affect your ability to embrace future opportunities? You know, the past and the past. But some people can't, some people can't let that go. Well, here, here's the thing. You know, experience is the most expensive lesson that we have in life. <laughs> but it's the most profitable yeah. in all areas. In building relationships, in building business, and building whatever, it is that you're trying to build because you, you, you come from point A here, as you were just saying, and, and point A may circle around a little bit before it gets over to uh, point B to move forward. But, but here's the thing. You've heard many times the definition of insanity, continuing to do the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. At a certain point, people have to look in the mirror and say, i got to make some changes. I mean, they, they, you, won't, you won't be able to get to where you want to get to. And, and so if you can just get to the point where you say, listen, it's time for me uh, to just make the change. I mean, we, we, it's not the blowing of the wind, as we've heard. It's the setting of where our sail is. And so many people have opportunities today. And it comes down to who can I align myself with if I want to improve? Mm-hmm. Who can I align myself with to get better? The, the people that I get to hang around, are they on the same path? It's one of the first things we all have to do is, is sometimes let go of the people that we're hanging around. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean we don't love them. Right. But you may have to let go of them and when you can't do that, it's hard to fly because they're always going to clip your wings a little bit. And, uh, I like what, but when you finally do do that, mm. the, 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 the awesomeness, the power, and really you're back to living your best life, not necessarily living somebody else's best That's life. Right. I want to ask Joe this question, uh, and kind of piggyback on what Tim was saying. Uh, you know, we can spend a lot of time thinking about the future, 
but the future hasn't come yet. Mm -hmm. And we can, we, we can be spending a ton of time, a ton of energy on something that may have not happened. But again, we want to be prepared. That's human nature. We want to have preparedness. But what about people that are, that are, that are spending too much time and too much energy on something <laughs> that didn't happen? Because I feel like at that point, you, can't, you haven't you know, allowed yourself to stop and smell the roses and embrace what you have right in front of your face in this exact moment. Yeah, so for me, I stopped thinking about the future and living in the moment um, when the world economy was turned upside down in mm. 2007 and my career basically vanished. Um, and here's the best part. Here's the punchline of that. The world economy va vanished. I ended up having to take a bartending job. I got out of the mortgage industry for a couple of years, and that's where I met my wife. Mm. And so when I, when I, when I, hear you, when I hear you ask that question, Dr. G, I say to myself, you better let the wave take you to shore and that's don't right. try to swim against the current <laughs> because you're going to miss you're going to miss something real special oh man that's a powerful story and, and and just you know sometimes the universe speaks to us our creator speaks to us just something happens and you just have to go with the flow um mm -hmm. and again it's sometimes it's not comfortable because you just talked about it your world was turned upside down but the best thing that ever happened to you emerge out of that situation. I tell my wife sometimes, I said, you know, baby, we're so important, the world economy had to crash for us to make. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That, that, that sounds like a pick up line, but that is smooth. Well, you know what? If you know Joey, it, it sounds like that, but it is sincere. So. <laughs> hey, that is excellent. So, Aaron, let me ask you this question. So, we're talking about, again, future, and I want to kind of lay that into a next question. So, again, I talked a little bit a second ago that, you know, we want to be prepared, but sometimes we're, we're, we're thinking too much about something that may or may not happen. But here's the deal. Many men are told to have a five-year plan or a ten-year life plan. That could be kind of intimidating. I mean, not kind of. That could be very intimidating <laughs> and overwhelming. So how do we basically focus our energy uh, to say, like, listen, you know what? I just got to just try to get through today. Yeah. Because the reality is a lot of us guys are thinking about, hey, I just got to get through today. I got to make sure my kids are up. I got to help my wife out. I got to get to the office and my bosses. Breathing down my neck, I got this project too, but but yet we're still talking about a five-year, ten-year plan. That's right. <laughs> What's your thoughts about that? So it's funny you say that because I was literally before you pulled up as we were sitting out in the parking lot, I was having a conversation with a good friend, and we were talking about planning. And he was like, hey, man, before you do anything, make sure you have a good plan. And then I thought about it. I said, where have I actually got my successes from? I fly by the seat of my pants. Anybody who knows me <laughs> know that's how I do things. But I've come to accept that's who I am. So living your best life is owning your truth, knowing what you're good at and activating on those things. So now I readily say, hey, if you really want to plan, I'm probably not the guy. I'm shooting from the hip and I'm spitting at the lips. That's just how I am. I'm coming very fast all the time because that's what's always driven me and that's what makes me successful. Um, so, you know, focus on now. I realize the reason that I did that is because I was spending too much time, to your point, spending way too much time thinking about the what-ifs. You can go down the rabbit hole of the millions of things that could happen if you, took, if you took the right turn instead of the left turn. But when you focus on the now, you invest all your energy on the right now, you realize that you get so much out of it. So that's what I just started doing, just focusing on right now. So you're talking about being comfortable in the skin that you're in. Yeah. I said at the beginning of the show, loving yourself. You mm -hmm. need to love yourself first and accept yourself, accept your truth, live your truth. That's right. Because again, you're living your life on your terms. The reality is that if you can't love yourself, then that discomfort can undermine your ability to have your best life. Yeah. And I think everybody here has come out today and, and, and said, you know what, I love myself, and I'm comfortable with my skin that I'm in, and then again, the possibilities of what you're doing are just so much more meaningful. What's your thoughts on that, Timur, loving the skin that you're in? <laughs> Hey, I say it all the time. I'm five foot six on a good day. And, uh, <laughs> it's interesting. I do so much radio and conference calls. And when I walk up to people, they're like, man, I thought you were going to be a lot taller. <laughs> but I can also sit first class on any airline. It's just all a matter of perspective. There's a perspective, brother, on that one. So, so, so to me, is, you, know, you, you do got to love yourself. I mean, you, there's a couple times during the year that people should t they take a look at themselves typically. And I think it's not enough. When it's your birthday, you take a look at where you're at, and when you're hanging over the sink on New Year's Eve, you're, you're looking at yourself and you're saying, this year's going to be better. And But each day, you need to take a look at that self and say, did I win my best version of myself today? You know, it, It's no different than, any, let's say, a 12-step program. It's one day at a time. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's today, I'm going to live good. Well, I came home tonight and I got in a little bit of a spat a little bit too early with my daughter. Tomorrow's a new day. And you jump back up on there versus I'm waiting till New Year's, I'm waiting till my birthday. 
I'm looking each day to get better. So that's that's the way I look at it. Excellent. So what I want to do now, I want to switch over to something called myths versus facts. I mean, this has just been amazing conversation, yeah. inspiring conversation. But what I want to do on this show, we're all about all about making sure that people have the right information. Now, again, this is a, I try to do this myths versus facts because it's not necessarily medical. It'd be probably more, much more concrete on a myth versus fact if I had a panel of physicians here, but I got my buddies here. I got, I got gentlemen that are living their lives, living their best lives as we're calling it today, and I want to get their perspective on things. Again, there's some, some myths that we have to clear up as men, things that may be detracted from our overall well-being and our health, but also our ability to have success and realize our potential. So what I do on Myths vs. Facts, those of you that are new to the show, I say a statement. I pick on somebody. Why not? <laughs> you know, Tim, the first place is coming to you because you're sitting in the hot seat. I've been picking on you all day. This is great. But, but I say a statement. My, uh, my panel will say myth or fact, and they will tell us why. It'll be kind of rapid fire, you know. There's, yeah. the, you know, since it's not medical per se, there's not necessarily so there's no right, right answer. Or wrong yeah. answer. Okay. It's just like the world according <laughs> to you. That's going to have some more medical <laughs> stuff because we're doing an anesthesia show, but that's all right. Here we go. Myth versus fact. Living your best life in men. Here you go, Timmer. Here's a statement. One can never find a positive takeaway from a negative situation. Is that a myth or a fact? One can never find a positive takeaway from oh, that's a negative absolutely situation. Absolutely a myth. Do I get a bell I can ring or something? Ding! <laughs> I'll do the verbal bell. Ding! Please explain. I would agree. That's well, 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 listen. I mean, when something bad happens to you, a, a lot of that bad, a lot of the bad comes from choice. Mm. You made a choice to do something. Whatever it is. Maybe it's in your relationship. Uh, maybe it's in your job. I mean, you make a choice. And, and so... From that, you can get negative and blame everybody else about why it happened. Mm -hmm. But if you say, hey, listen, you know what? Next time, I'm not going to do this. Unfortunately, it just takes people a long time to figure that part out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're talking about, again, you learn. I mean, but, but as we mentioned earlier, you know, we've all had some failure. You know, I think times we thought down or we had some self-doubt. Mm -hmm. But we turned that into a positive. We learned from that, uh, the learning experience that you talked about. Right, so next statement. Here you go, Joe. Myth or fact? It's important to practice self-care. It is very important to practice self-care. I think, you know, this goes back to something we've so been... So is it a myth or a fact? <laughs> oh, that's a fact. Okay, okay. thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can I get the ding? Ding! ding. ding. That's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, for me, it, it comes back to an underlining theme that we've had here today, which is surrounding yourself with the right people that, that are going to help you take care of that, uh, you know, look in the mirror and make sure that you are taking care of yourself and, and to pick you up because a lot of times we miss it. Um, so yeah, I, that's a fact, absolutely. Excellent. Here we go, Aaron. Here's a statement. Happiness decreases with age. Myth or fact? That's a myth. I almost used some profanity there. That's a myth. <laughs> that's a myth, myth. A I like myth, that. Myth. That's a new one on to your help with Dr. G on myth versus fact. That's a myth, myth. <laughs> that's just not a regular myth. That's a super myth. Please explain. Yeah, I can say for me, I thought my 20s was amazing. But, you know, being broke and a college student ain't all that fun. <laughs> Having a couple of dollars in your pocket helps things out a little bit. So as you get a little bit wiser, you get a little bit older, you find out what you're good at, what you're bad at, you lose some insecurities, you become a lot better. Hey, I think about many of the countless patients that I've seen, the thousands of patients I've seen over the years, and so many people are, are happier when they get older and they get blessed with that perspective. I love your analogy. When you can only afford ramen noodles, right. uh, you know, every night... 365 nights a year, you know, that's well, the, yeah, well, that's the well, well, now you'll go and, and buy ramen noodles at a restaurant with exactly. chicken on it for about $35. <laughs> the, the, yeah. That's when yeah. your success is. And we're willing to, and we're willing to spend that money, money that. too. Exactly. Let's do that. So I still have my ramen as my foundation. Right. 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 That's excellent. So, uh, so far, I've given you guys lives. Yeah. So okay. let me see if I can make this a little more challenging on myth versus fast. i got a couple more statements here. Here we go, Tim. We're coming back at you. All right. It's okay living life according to someone else's values. Myth or fact? That's a myth. I mean, uh, you know, you think about what you said. It's, it's live your life on, with somebody else's values. I mean, you're, you're definitely not living your best life at that point. Mm -hmm. you're, you're maybe living their best version of you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, in this world that we live in, too many people live that for way too long, for too many of the wrong reasons. You know, I'm not here... You know, to tell people psychology-wise and everything else what to do, but there's too many folks that are in that spot yes. right now. 
Excellent. See, yeah, I, I, jump in on I, that. Yeah, please go right ahead. Jump in. I absolutely in. love that. When you allow when you allow somebody to build you up, they can tear you down. So you gotta live your best life. Live your truth. So I love what you're saying there. It, you, you, you gotta if you allow somebody to tell you who you are, define you. They can define you both negatively and positively. And then certainly you're received on that, and you're thinking about if somebody does care what other people think. A lot of us do, but some of us. Well, like whatever, right. but 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 now you're defined in that label, that's right. and that's definitely not living your best life. Here we go. Next statement: Living your best life in men, myth or fact. Here we go, Joe. Achieving your goals will make you happy. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and get this right this time, and I'm going to say myth. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, for me, I think it's the uh, it's the journey, man. Ooh, it's the journey, yeah. and, and I think you know, for me, the the the, the destination is rarely. Uh, the greatest prize in the race, and I think the journey for me has been, for sure, you know, I have fallen in love and embraced the journey, and what that allows you to do is fall in love with failure, right. fall in love with falling short, taking the lessons from it. Uh, that is a myth, my friend. Excellent. Joe was in sales, clearly. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> Joe knows what he's talking about. Y'all have figured that out by now. There we go, Aaron. Myth or fact? We'll do a couple more of these. Myth or fact? Here we go. Here's a statement. You must be self-sufficient to be happy. Ooh. That's yours, man. Yeah. Uh, that ain't a lot, is it? That's not a lot. That's a fastball. I'm gonna under say one miles an hour down the middle. Yeah, I'm gonna say fact though. I think that's a fact. I think if you are able to, it kind of goes to the point of having somebody define you, right? If you know, hey, I'm happy with whatever I have. This is it. I'm happy with this. Then let that be it. So I'm saying that's a fact. I'm gonna stick to it. Where's my ding, ding, ding? Ding, ding, ding! I just guarantee you. You know, I, you know there's a, there's a reality that you know. Yes, to get to what what each of you guys have done, you had to have 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 some self sufficiency. Right. Uh, on its flip side, you know, yes, the team the team aspect which we've done with our families, our lives, they help you bring bring your way, get you to your goals. I, I think they complete it. Yeah. You got to be self-sufficient to realize that you can move forward. But you know what? It's so much more fun with your families right, and with your friends. And I think sometimes people get too self-sufficient. They think they never need anyone. That's a good point. And they end up lonely. Yeah, because when you need help, there's no doubt. When you need help, and if you've, if you've isolated everyone from your life yeah. because you didn't stop to smell the roses or stop to have perspective, or the gratitude, you will be a lonely person. But it also helps you know, with what you say because it gives, it shows people you've got confidence and people want right. to align themselves with that You know, when they say he can do it. And again, it's that fine line between cocky and confident. Here we go. Uh, Joe, would come at you with this one. Here we go. Support, <laughs> here we go. Myths versus facts. We do two more of these. Support networks are essential to living your best life. Everyone needs people to lean on. That's a fact fact. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we had a myth myth, and then we had a fact fact. These are first on To Your Health with Dr. G. I love it. I'm going to start doing that when I ask medical questions next week. It's going to be a fact fact or myth myth. Thank you. Please explain. You got it. Yeah, so, I mean, my whole life I look at the story and, uh, you know, a lot of the video marketing stuff we do, it's the arc of the story starting from the beginning and uh, going to the end of someone's life. And I, and I just feel... I look at my life and, and I could get emotional thinking about the people that, that gave a, a, a helping hand, built a bridge, um, you know, fixed a flat when I didn't even know I had a flat tire. And, uh, you know, to me that support is everything. And I think it goes back to the underlying theme of that's who you want to surround yourself with, the people who are going to be there. Excellent. I'll ask Timmer this last myth versus fact. Here we go, Timmer. Myth versus fact. Last one. There is value in practicing gratitude and enjoying the little things. Oh my goodness, that's a fact. I mean, you, fact, fact? That's, that's, that's a triple fact. <laughs> Thank you, Timber. <laughs> that's also a first, let's hear up with Dr. G. Triple fact. Yeah, I mean, if you just wake up and just tell yourself all the things that you've got, we've got so much. I, I, I say it every day to, to people. There are countries that wish that we had the problems of people listening right. right now. I mean, have water, have toilet paper, have clothes that you can wear, shoes, and I'm not saying it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be easy because it is tough. Mm. But when you're grateful for what it is you have, let me tell you that tough is so much more fun. Mm. You know, right. it makes as you guys talked about the journey so much better because you wake up every day. You no, know, even if you can't pay your bills, you look at your daughter and you say, you know what, you're absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then it makes you fired up to go work hard for it. That's right. There you go. Excellent. Well, hey, guys, we've got about five minutes left, and I've been enjoying this conversation with you guys, just getting to pick your brains more, just talking about things that not only inspire you, 
but things that hopefully can help inspire those out there that need inspiration. So I want to bring this on, on home. You know, in the beginning we talked about the chief complaint, the, the question of the hour, what does living your best life look like for men? Let's bring it on home. We call it the assessment and plan in a medical practice. And so what I want to do is, Aaron, give us a few take-home points for guys to be successful in living their, be living their best lives. Yeah, so I, I would say a little bit of a sensitive subject. They need to figure out their mental health. Take it serious, mm -hmm. right? We all try to look good, bench, bench as much as we can, run as many miles as we can, but we don't take stock of our mental health. And we don't ask for that help. We don't seek that help. And sometimes you gotta take that professional help, and it's okay, because if you are your best self, you're gonna help other people become their best self. Excellent. And I will do a quick plug to my show that I did two weeks ago for not only men on mental health, hashtag in the stigma. Mm -hmm. uh, please check that out on my Facebook page. Please check it out on my website as well, too. I also did a women's version of hashtag in the stigma and addressing mental health concerns That's last right. month. So check that out. Please do. Joe, give us a couple take-home points for guys to be successful and living their best lives. Yeah, my, my three points that I want to share with anybody listening is, is number one, Wake up with gratitude. Find that time, whether it's with uh, you know, the creator of this world, whether it's thinking about your family, your friends, whatever it might be, but take that moment first thing uh, of the day, and your day will follow accordingly. Point number two is be bold. Yeah. We need more boldness. Right. And I just think people got to stop worrying about other people's opinions. Live your truth, as I've heard people say today on this panel. And point number three, love is the currency. Love is what we need more of in this world. And I just think as men... You know, the, the women of the world, the mothers of the world, the sisters, you know, they, uh, they embody that naturally. I think as men, we need to put more love out there, not just to each other, but to everyone. Excellent. Sure. Timber, please give us a couple take-home points for men to be successful in living their best lives. Well, I, I think the most important thing is take a look at where you are right now. I mean, just take a quick moment to reflect. Uh, you know, tomorrow you look at social media and it's about Throwback Thursday. And, uh, you know, you're looking at where you were versus where you are today. I mean, take a look at where you are today. Ask yourself, am I happy with where I am uh, from a relationship perspective, from a work perspective? And I'm not saying you walk away and quit them both, but you evaluate what has to happen for this to become better. Right. And so you got to take that. And, and everything that we've said, guys, just reach out to your your buddies. I mean, your buddies are your support system. You know, I can think of times that we've sat down and just had, you know, conversations that most guys don't have. But you know what? That's your support system. So align yourself with the right people and uh, take a look at where you are and just keep grinding hard. Excellent. And my take on point is this. I want you out there, guys that are listening, your, if your wives are listening, your girlfriends are listening, but just men, remember, we're in this together. Find those passions that you're passionate about. Find those things that just get your emotions going, that create a pulse in your body. Follow those dreams to the max. Don't dare to dream. Dream all the time. I'm dreaming all the time. These guys are dreaming all the time. Never quit. Keep fighting for a higher level and a higher purpose. I promise if you do that, the whole world will feel amazing and the possibilities are endless. So I want to thank my panelists today, Timur Halligan, Thanks, bud, for coming on out. Tim Halligan, CEO at Halligan Enterprises, owner of Legal Shield. I want to thank my friend Joe Lagilia. Joe, it's been a pleasure. I'm glad that we finally got you connected on the show. Joe Lagilia, senior mortgage loan originator, Oakleaf Community Mortgage, founder and owner at MortgageMessage.com, co-founder of Social Vid Network, my good friend, my longtime friend, Aaron Leviston, national account manager, Ring Central, board president, Open Door Health Center of Illinois. Hey, thank you, guys. Fire. Namaste. Listen, everybody, you've been listening and watching live on Facebook at intellectualradio.com. This episode is written by Mark D. Gomez, MD, and Tiffany E.R. Gomez. Producer is Tiffany E.R. Gomez. Music is by the wonderful Mr. Havis. Copyright 2019 by MDG Wellness, LLC. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for next week's episode. The title is Get to Know Them, Part 5. Not just putting you to sleep. <laughs> Check me out on my handles, drmarkgomez.com. Peace out.